It's time now for the Lamb Macrolane Legal Show. Each show, heard every other Thursday at 1230, will feature different lawyers and their guests from the law firm of Lamb Macrolane. Good afternoon, everybody. Dan Bush and Steve Jarman here again uh, talking to you about some of the things that are coming up in criminal law out there. Steve and I are both attorneys at the law firm of Lamb Macrolane in Westchester, Pennsylvania. And for, as I always say, for those of us who are listening on Spotify or iTunes across the country or whatever, we are approximately 20 miles, 25 miles outside of Philadelphia. We practice it primarily in Chester County, but also in the five-county region that surrounds Philadelphia. Um, but the laws that we're, we're talking about, the issues that we're discussing, sometimes are relevant for the entire country, sometimes are relevant just for our area, but at the very least, it's usually relevant for everything within the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Let me check on my partner there. Steve, you're there? Hey, Dan. How you doing? How you doing, my friend? I got, caught up, I got caught up in the song that was uh, playing that before we came on. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, right now. I would imagine people might be listening to that, that prior show more than they are to us today right now, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Um, and if we get any downtime, maybe you can sing for us later, okay? What do you think? No, that's not a good idea. No? Okay. All right. You don't want to lose audience, right? <laughs> okay, well, we're coming to you over the phone lines again because uh, we are somewhat virtual today. Uh, Steve and I don't see each other very often nowadays, but I think we're actually in the same building now, right, Steve? Yes, for a while we were... Uh, you know, I, I think I've done a couple of shows from my car to get away from my kids. So, <laughs> so, the, so the kids wouldn't be screaming in the background. So um, I, I think I've done it from the parking lot of a YMCA. So, yeah, today I'm in the office, able to do work and be able to, to do the show. So it feels good to at least be in a real office doing this. Yeah, no kidding. So we are actually, right now, Steve and I are physically located at our, our firm's offices. Our firm has, right now, I think around 42, 43 attorneys, and we're kind of spread out through three different offices in Newtown Square, Philadelphia, and our main office here in Westchester. But usually, Steve and I will make the walk over to the radio station and do our show live there in the studio, but of course now we're online, or we're doing it on the phone, I guess, within the confines of 24 East Market Street. Um, so let's get to business. Um, Steve, what we're, what we're going to talk about today is a continuing theme that we've been discussing throughout, uh, throughout our show over the last, I don't know, four or five months or so. And what we try to do here is to talk about some of the things that are relevant for the people who might be listening. And to that end, we're going to play off of the transition and the transformation that's going on with most often DUIs here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. But specifically today, we're going to focus on this thing called accelerated, accelerated rehabilitative disposition, otherwise known as what, Steve? ARD. And I'm, I'm surprised you actually said the whole thing. I, I was going to skip that because I didn't want to mess it up. So I'm glad actually, you had the confidence to go forward. I tell it to my clients all the time when we're talking about ARDs. I said, you're going to go on to this program, and they say, I, I've never heard of that in my life. And I say, you ever heard of ARD? Oh, yeah, sure. Everybody knows ARD. Yeah, well, that's what <laughs> accelerated rehabilitative disposition is. So ARDs, um, I think it's probably best to go backwards a little bit first. 
my so I've been practicing now for 24 years or so, both as a prosecutor and then most for the lengthiest part of my career as a defense attorney. And I would say of the DUIs that I get, at least, you know, it's not as much anymore, but I'd say at least 50% of them end up in ARD. Your number's somewhat consistent with that, Steve, more or less? It's about the same. I would say, I would say probably, I would probably say for me it's probably 60 Sixty percent, probably more often than not, the DUI cases that I'm getting are first offense DUIs. There's, I've had a, I've, especially in the last year, year, year and a half or so, I've had a bunch that there were actually some issues. They weren't a first offense, and there were some issues that uh, required litigation. Um, so ARD wasn't in the cards for a couple of different reasons. But enough about us. Uh, what ARD is? ARD is a diversionary program which means the best way I've always been able to explain it is the normal course of the criminal procedure, criminal process in Pennsylvania takes you one course. And that is the standard course in Pennsylvania for every criminal case. What ARD does is ARD is a diversionary program because it diverts you out of the normal course of that typical course. It basically takes you it comes in at one part of the process right after the preliminary hearing where you make application to the ARD program and then it holds you out onto the side of that of that normal tract and basically asks you to do a whole bunch of things. It asks you and it's specific to your case and we'll talk about all the different uh, the different counties and how they handle ARD but ARD basically says we want you to do X, Y, and Z. And if you do X, Y, and Z, we're going to keep you out on this normal, or I'm sorry, on this the outside part in this diverted part, and we're never going to send you back into that regular part. And then if you complete everything successfully, we're going to give you the opportunity to get it wiped off your record. If you don't complete everything successfully, the diversion part's over, and now we're going to put you back into the regular course of things. Uh, and it's going to be like you never went on to ARD in the first place. So that's why ARD is always referred to as a diversionary program. Um, and most most often, in fact, with my clients, I'd imagine 95% of my clients, they successfully complete ARD and things go very smoothly. And you have the opportunity at that point to get it expunged off your record. Steve, what do you think... Of the ARDs that you've done over your career or seen as a prosecutor and done as a criminal defense attorney, how many do you think, what percentage roundabout would be DUIs? How many of the ARDs that you've had are actually DUI first offenses? I mean, it's easily 90, 90%, <clears throat> excuse me, easily 90%. Um, number one, um, most DA's office and just to be clear, um, the, the district attorney of each county has the discretion of who and what kind of crimes they let onto the program. So um, it's not a it's not a Commonwealth of Pennsylvania thing. It's a county by county uh, um, choice. So most counties, most county DAs are looking for nonviolent offenses to get on the program. So. Uh, we shouldn't let people think that if you 
stab someone or, you know, strangle someone or you're charged with, like, aggravated assault or attempted homicide or anything like that, that you're going to robbery or something like that, that you're going to be eligible or even think to get into a diversionary program. So it's, it's, it's reserved for nonviolent offenses in most most counties. Um, and so because DUI is one of the most common crimes that happen, they end up being the majority, and in, 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 unless there's a car accident and somebody gets hurt, most of them are nonviolent. I mean, it's a nonviolent offense if you just get pulled over just because you ran a red light or what have you. So that's why the majority of the cases overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly you know, end up being DUIs for ARD program. Sure, and in, and to be clear, there are, some of this stuff is statutory, uh, meaning that there are there are certain things in the law that are prohibited from going on DUIs. And I agree 100%. It's for nonviolent offenses, but even within the DUI realm, and we're we're saying that. 80 to 90 percent of the cases that go on to this diversionary program, ARD, are DUIs. Of those, even within the DUI realm itself, there are certain DUIs that are prohibited by law from being entered onto ARD. And they are, for the most part, if, if you have a passenger under the age of 14 in your car, you're not getting ARD. You're not permitted by law to get it. If there's an accident, involving serious bodily injury or death, you're not permitted to get ARD. Um, and you're not permitted to get ARD if you have a prior ARD within the last 10 years. For the most part, those are the statutory prohibitions when it comes to DUIs. Um, but other than that, the DA's offices throughout the Commonwealth are given extraordinarily large an extraordinarily large amount of discretion to basically put on whomever they think is appropriate to get a break. And that's really what ARD is. It's a break. It's, it's, I tell clients it's a, it's a one bite at the apple type thing. For the most part, it's used for good people who did something bad or at least wrong um, one time in their life a bad night, a tribute to a bad time in your life, whatever. But the law comes in and says, look, we're going to give you one chance. We're going to give you one bite at the apple. We're going to remember this. We're going to keep it in the back of our mind so that you can't get it again. But we're going to give you that chance. And, and if you do everything you're supposed to, well, then you're not going to really pay that steep of a price about it. So that's how ARDs, or I guess the purpose of ARD and how ARD actually operates. I want to give like a, a real quick rundown on DUIs. I don't want to spend a lot of time about the mechanics of it, but it's going to be relevant to what we're going to talk about today. Generally in Pennsylvania, DUIs are, when you're talking about the DUI laws, it's a tiered approach. Tiers one, tier two, tier three. You fall into one of those tiers based on your blood alcohol level or what other substances might be in your blood, like a controlled substance or so. So within those tiers, tier one, tier two, tier three, the penalties get greater as you go up to the third tier. They get astronomically greater as you have subsequent DUIs. And this is going to be the meat and potatoes of what we're talking about today, those subsequent DUIs. So 
a penalty for a tier one, let's say a tier two DUI for a second offense is a heck of a lot more than it is for a first offense. Um, and obviously for a third offense is greater than a second offense, which is greater than a first offense. So the issue be that we're going to discuss today is that first offense. Commonwealth versus a gentleman named Igor Chichkin uh, is a case that came down in May of 2020, and that really changed the landscape in Pennsylvania for how ARDs are, are basically dealt with throughout the entire Commonwealth. Chichkin, Chichkin factually, Chichkin, uh, Mr. Chichkin pleaded guilty in Philadelphia County uh, to what he thought was going to be, actually at the time it was a second offense. A second offense because he had had a prior DUI. That DUI was resolved in an ARD fashion. In other words, he went on ARD, and then a couple of years later, he got a second offense. Steve, how are, what's the law as far as how it used to be, let's say nine months ago before this case came down, how did the law in Pennsylvania treat or define a first offense? So, you know, until May, as long as I've been practicing and as long as you've been practicing, um, and I believe before that, um, so we're talking about over 20 years, the law had been uh, a first offense would be, if, if you were going to get a second DUI, the first offense would have been either A, you were convicted of a prior DUI, so a jury or judge found you guilty of the DUI, or you were accepted into the ARD program for a DUI. So... It didn't even require that you complete the ARD program, just the mere acceptance. So you, as you talked before, you would apply for the ARD program. Eventually, you would go in front of a judge, and the judge would accept you into the program. And you're kind of accepting yourself into the program. You're agreeing to go into the program. And that counts uh, as a first offense, right? That counted as a first offense for as long as I've been practicing, which is 15 years, and as long as you've been practicing. Well, that's a good point. So are you saying... Even we talked about that there's a possibility of getting kicked off of ARD. Basically, let's say yep. you're supposed to do it for a, you're going to be on a year probation. You have certain conditions, and you come in and you commit another crime during that probationary period, and they try to kick you off. It's called a removal proceeding. So if I go on to ARD for that D, first offense DUI, and then I get kicked off, does that and then they prosecute me for the actual DUI. In other words, they throw me into that normal course of things. I end up pleading guilty to the DUI. Was the going on to ARD, does that count as a first offense? Yes. Now, in that situation that you just described, it's a little bit more complex because let's just say there's a, a hypothetically, you were accepted into ARD, you got kicked off, and it, it's unresolved. The acceptance, the, the mere acceptance is, and you got another DUI after that, within a couple of years or so. That acceptance would count as a first offense. Now, the situation you just described, you're going to have a first offense regardless because you got kicked off of ARD, but then you end up getting convicted for the same ARD. So you're not going to get two, two first offenses out of the same situation. Either 
it's going to be the acceptance would count as the first offense, or if you were subsequently convicted after you got removed, that would be the first offense. But either way, once you're accepted into the ARD program, you get another DUI after that. Let's say you're still on the ARD program. So you get accepted. You haven't completed it. You get another DUI. You know, while you're still on ARD, on the probation for your first DUI, that would count as a second, under the old law, before May, that would count as a second offense. So that that brings up one of the one of the issues about how ARD works. ARD, when you go on to ARD throughout the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, it's written into the law that there are mandatory steps that have to happen. Procedurally speaking, you go into the courtroom, and all, all counties do it different, but the bottom line is this. You go into the courtroom, the judge essentially says, here are the terms of your condition, terms and conditions of your ARD. Do you accept those terms and conditions? And inevitably, you say, yes, I do. At that point, that's all what's called on the record, which means there's either it's either being recorded or there's a stenographer typing everything down so that somebody could use it potentially down the line if they wanted to. Then the judge is required to do what's called closing the record. At that point, the stenographer stops typing, the recording goes on pause, and you're off the record, so to speak. At that point, that's where you make the judge asks you, okay, what happened? And the prosecutor usually says that there was an accident. Uh, This gentleman was driving while he was intoxicated. He had a blood alcohol level of 0.17, and that's what he's admitting to. And then the judge goes, okay, do you admit to that? Okay. Actually, that part is all off the record. Then you go back on the record, and the judge goes, okay, do you admit to everything? Do you agree to it? Actually, I shouldn't say that. He doesn't ask you if you admit to everything. He says, do you understand the terms? We had an off-the-record discussion. You understand what's going on here? Okay, boom, you're on to ARD. The key part of that is there's no admission of guilt. There's nobody. You never say, yes, judge, I did this. Uh, yes, Judge, I agree to everything the prosecutor just says. And that's a huge point for this new case. Because Chuchkin comes in and says, the landscape in Pennsylvania is about to change because that first offense that Steve was just talking about, it no longer includes going on to ARD. It's unconstitutional, as a matter of fact, to try to put some somebody on to, or I'm sorry, to enhance the penalty for a subsequent DUI based on the fact that there was a prior ARD. Here's a common scenario. Let's say a guy has a DUI in May of 2017, goes uh, on to ARD, does his six months probation, and then in 2019, he's off probation and he has another DUI. Typically, before Chichkin, that would be a 30-day mandatory sentence or a 90-day mandatory sentence or whatever. It would be a second offense DUI because the ARD would count as a first one. What Chichkin comes in and says, no, that first one going on to ARD, that doesn't count as a first offense for this May or this 2020 DUI. Big deal, and big deal as far as the penalties, right? Yeah, and and the reason why it's not 
the reason why they're saying it's not a first offense that that ARD that the person was accepted into is because just as you said, the judge reads, well, the DA reads the facts, but that's off the record, and there's never an admission of guilt. And we, as defense attorneys, we want that, and we tell our clients, you know, ARD is not an admission of guilt. Somebody asks you if you've ever been convicted of a crime, you you would say no, even if you're on ARD at that time. The answer is no, because you're never admitting that you're guilty. It's not been proven. It's not a proven fact that you did the DUI. And so what this new case is saying is anytime you're going to enhance the penalties for for a second offense, and the second offense, you know, or the, the penalty is enhanced because you had a prior offense, you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that that first offense occurred. And so there comes the, the catch. Because people are not admitting guilt when they go on ARD, it's not a proven fact anymore. And so, you know, somebody thought to challenge this in Philadelphia. And, you know, and after 20, 30 years of, of uh, disassuming and going along with this process, somebody, you know, thought to challenge this process and say, wait a minute, I don't think a first offense, I don't think ARD should be counted as a first offense anymore. And they challenged it. So, um, and, you know, obviously a judge in Philadelphia agreed, um, and it was challenged by the Commonwealth and the Superior Court, which is the intermediate court, the trial court, Superior Court, and then you have a, the Supreme Court, the middle court right now has said, yeah, we agree. It doesn't, you got to prove the the facts of the first case happened in order for there to be enhanced penalties. You know, it, it makes sense, too, from uh, in the case I, I described, the scenario where, look, they've got your client dead to rights. It's a, it's a one-vehicle accident, or he hit a pole or something like that. He's .25. He's passed out uh, when the police arrive. That's a, a dead-bang loser as far as a DUI goes. But that guy, you're going you're gonna to go on to ARD because it's an absolute gift to you. But it's not yep. always like that. You have those... You have certain cases, for example, you have somebody who's a .07, which is under under the legal limit, and the client comes in and goes, hey, look, what do I do with this one? It says the law is .08, but I'm underneath of that. And you start explaining your options or his options to him, and you say, look, we can fight it. We can go to trial, absolutely. But if you lose, you're going to have a criminal conviction on your record. You're going to pay a heck of a lot of money to fight the case to begin with, and you'll never be able to get this wiped off your record, and you'll have a lengthy license suspension. And he goes, okay, well, what's my options? Well, you know what? There's this program called ARD out there, which is fantastic. Reduced license suspension, no jail time. Uh, You get it wiped off your record. And the guy makes a decision that, okay, I may not technically be guilty of this thing, but ARD sounds like a good compromise for me. I've had judges, Steve, one in particular, who, and you probably know this person, uh, <laughs> who, when you get, he brings everybody in, to, or I shouldn't say he, this person brings everybody into the courtroom and says to the people, look, everybody who's going on to ARD right now, this is a huge break for you. Because if you went to trial, you'd probably all be found guilty, and uh, then you have a criminal conviction on your record, and you're probably all guilty anyway. And I said, that's not fair. I actually take offense <laughs> at that. I'm like, I've had guys, I say, this guy's not guilty, and he's not admitting guilt, so you shouldn't be saying that and just assuming that they're guilty, because it's not always that cut and dry. So 
What a lot of the counties have done in response to this is now we know the law, an ARD does not count as a prior offense any longer. What a lot of the counties have come in and done is because it's up to the DA's office and they can put you on ARD if they want or they can deny you if they want as long as they as long as the reason for denial isn't one of the things we talked about that's a law, that's written into the law or it's not one of the protected classes like race, rela- yeah. religion, sex, something like that. Applied, and, if it's applied equally to everyone. Exactly. Exactly. As long as they can find a good reason not to let you on to ARD, they can do it. Same facts go that they can basically come down with any terms and conditions for you to get on to ARD if they're going to let you on. So what a lot of them have done is come in and said, hey, okay, we'll let you on to ARD, but you basically have to stipulate or agree that all the facts that that we're saying are true, you've got to put in writing that they are true. In other words, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be able to go off the record like you guys already talked about while we're in court, but we have this written piece of writing that says or this written piece of paper that says everything that you're alleging that I did, I actually did do. And oh by the way, I'm aware that this will count as a first offense against me if I ever get another DUI. Seem fair? Yeah, I mean that that's that's tough. I mean, I don't. I always look at it as a case by case basis because when it when this first came out, I'm like, my first reaction was like, yeah, this is going to help out a lot of of clients that I have. Um, but then you see the reaction, and maybe you have you know a client like so. The stipulation for me, I, I had a client and that was. Um, trying to gain citizenship, and pretty much anything, any criminal offense can mess up your citizenship. And it was very important that, you know, I talked to an immigration lawyer, and the issue was if my client, even if my client got ARD, if they had to admit to anything, their citizenship could be in jeopardy. So that was very concerning to me because I'm, I'm, I'm like, whoa, this, uh, this. New law, which is supposed to going to benefit the, the vast majority of my clients, is going to have a particular effect on this one particular client. That's going to be a dire situation. But uh, fortunately, we were in a county where they didn't, we didn't, they didn't impose or make you plead guilty or stipulate to guilt, and my client was able to avoid that. But like you said, it's, it's case is it's situational by county by county. Some are doing one thing, some are doing others. And then you have the whole other side of things is what's called a collateral consequence that PennDOT gets involved. They see that you go on to ARD and they suspend your license, which is consistent with the law. Uh, the problem with that is that PennDOT is not taking the same approach that this Chichkin case applies equally to the driver's licensing part of things. So you have the criminal part of things for a DUI and your criminal penalties. You have a collateral consequence of a license suspension because of the conviction. PennDOT is coming in now, at least that's what we've seen so far since May, the May decision, and they're saying, hey, we still think that a first offense includes ARDs. Uh, So this is setting up a major fight for us as a criminal defense lawyer, right? It is. It is. It's definitely, uh, and we run into that. uh, It's not unusual for us to run into. There's one set of uh, rules that we have to 
navigate around in the criminal system, but also have but could be completely different on the civil side when it comes to the license suspension aspect. I, I tell everybody, um, I say, look, PennDOT is not your friend. They are not on the driver's side. They they <laughs> come at it. They come at you every different way possible. If there's an out to screw the driver over, that's the way it happens. And I don't care if anybody uh, works at PennDOT and you're listening to this, because I, that's my approach on things. So they PennDOT, probably agree with you. They probably do. You're right. You're right. Well, Steve, as always, our 30 minutes has flown by. I, I always enjoy talking to you and hearing, hearing your views about everything, and hopefully we brought some light to some of this stuff. Thank you, everybody. Uh, again, Steve and I are at Lamb Macker Lane on 24 East Market Street. If you ever need us, please feel free to reach out. These are our views, not the views of our law firm, and hopefully you learned something today and enjoyed it. Take care, Steve. Take care. Stay safe, everybody. Bye-bye.